Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five of Kittlehood. No, we're on six. Episode six. Episode Great start. Episode six of Kittlehood, where we talk movies, TV shows, video games, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. My name is Jamie, and co-hosting with me, as always, is my little brother, the boy with the best hair of the business, Rory Kid. Hey, what's up? And to my right, Captain Stars and Stripes himself, Cameron McDonald. What's happening? Hey! Cam's back. Cam's I live back. here. How are you going? Yes, he does. Yeah, we are this on is your my couch. house. This will happen often. <laughs> it happens every week. Most weeks. That Most Cam's weeks. It's a fun time. Week number six. I hope you don't time. mind us being here. Listen. Listen. It's fine. We're all fine. It's fine. <laughs> to be honest, we just, in- we, we just interrupt you doing a lot of Red Dead Redemption, and I kind of feel guilty. Well... I feel I I've been playing it nonstop since I, I came don't in feel guilty. You need to stop. <laughs> I need, that's, I need somebody eye, to take me away from your it. Your left eye has a bloodshot spot on it, and it's very red. I'm becoming more and more cowboy as it, as every yeah. other that goes. You're past, like a so. you're like a grim. Come, I think. Come, 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 <laughs> come and watch me play. Come and watch. The two, the two, you have had way too much time together. I think over the last couple of days. Correct. Yes, we do live together. I'm a little bit jealous. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, I'm worried also at the same time. Friends. I mean, one, you should be worried. Red Dead Friends. Red Dead Friends. Red Dead Friends. Friends dead. Goblin Gosh. Friends. How are you, partner? Well, I'm real good. That's good. We, gonna, gonna, we talked a lot. This I'm going to interject and demand some structure in your lives here. We're going to do a podcast. There is the structure. Hour. We come home from work and we play Red Dead. That's true. That is the structure. Well, it's not <laughs> what you told me earlier. Cam told me a, a biblical tale of him defeating God of War recently. You're goddamn right. Okay, so it got me really jealous because I could not do the same thing. Instead of Red thing. Dead, just replace it with we come home from work, we play PlayStation. Yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Whatever, <laughs> okay, fine. whatever game is going on. That's, that's the one uh, Touche. Touche, you win that argument. Yes. Um can I can I get the housekeeping spiel out of the way so we can get into the news really quickly? I'm really glad we've got three chairs on, so I wanna I wanna continue. Yes. Do you want to do that? We're live. No, some so housekeeping. You can find us on uh, guys. If you're tuning into episode six, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and for all the muggles out there. We are on Spotify nowadays, so grab us on all the channels you want to grab us on. Uh, We upload a new episode every Monday morning, so if that fits into your uh, Monday morning commute, schedule that into your commute. Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Also, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us with the analytics. Um, It really helps us on the analytics, actually. Apparently, according to SoundCloud, we have 150 listens. 150 That's our max. Per episode. Uh, what could also help is if you give us a wee uh, rating. We consider ourselves five-star guys. Oh, five-star men! Roy and I kind of constantly on the pod, so both of us, we think of us as five-star men. I'm a five-star man. Are you a five-star man? I'm a five-star man. Give us two five-star ratings when you're at it. Anyway, moving on to the news. Fast shots and news story number one. Are you ready for this? Ewan McGregor. A local boy. A local boy. From all Creef. the way from Creef himself. Has been cast as Black Mask in the Birds of Prey movie. Black? Is that a DC thing? It's a DC thing. He's 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 given up his Moulin Rouge, his Obi Wan titles. Oh, nice. He's going over to Wait, DC. Wait, Black Mask? Is that not like a Black Skull Mask? Yeah. So my only my only inter my only interpretation of Black Mask has been in the Arkham game that was the spinoff. Ah, I was going to say is Arkham yeah. Origins. Is he not a bad guy? Yeah, he's the bad guy in Arkham Origins. Yeah. So they're making a movie of Birds of Prey, which is. About a bunch of characters yeah. in DC that are female-led that I don't quite understand, but he's playing the villain, and that's Black Mask, Ooh. and that's Hugh McGregor. I don't know how I Your feel about Hugh McGregor playing a villain. I mean, he can do it because he's just a. As long as he's got the high ground, he'll be fine. So. <laughs> <laughs> you have the high ground. You were my brother, Anakin. 
I loved him. You I put this first. I put this first just because he's he's held him from home. Like he's from Creef. He's around the corner. Creef, I drew. He's made a big deal about himself. That's what I'm going for my Christmas do. Are you really? If, any, if anybody is interested. Christmas? Are you uh, not coming to the thistle? <laughs> <laughs> Here, I mean, I'm not going Rory, either. Rory, I'll leave it. Shoot. And McGregor is supportly in final negotiations to play Gotham City's mob boss, Black Mask, a.k.a. Roman so- uh, Sionis. Obviously. Who first appeared in Batman number 386 in 1985. Since then, he's become a fan favorite, known for his brutal and often sadistic actions. He's also known for his fixation with masks, hence Black Mask. Birds of Prey is set to release on February 7th, 2020. It's the future. Um, DC are really stumbling ahead. Like, stumbling. They're announcing a lot without having built a ground yet. Henry Cavill, no. and we got a wee story about Henry Cavill later on, he's no longer Superman. No. That's ben part of Affleck, my news as well. Ben Affleck's no longer Batman. Well, the we, mo- don't, we don't know that yet. Well, the movies they made up ben to Affleck now... Ben Affleck is barely Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> the movies they made up to now are barely movies. Like, honestly, seriously, have you seen I mean, the I liked it. I liked it. Justice League was fun. Sharp. It was good. Sharp. There were some funny no, points If there. you say that again, you're going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> That's not true. Justice League was garbage. It was hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. trash. I thought it was okay. I like Aquaman and I'm excited for Aquaman. Let, yeah, me too, because it looks totally different. Aquaman <laughs> looks totally different. I feel like he, it could stand alone on its own. And Jason Momoa, as surf as he is, Mommy. can carry that himself. And it could be a whole different kind of franchise. The problem is it links it into too many other things. The Flash movie will never happen. Um, Wonder Woman is getting its weird spin-off in the 80s. Sequel. So it's going back in time. Because Justice League was today. Yeah, today. but in her movies, it's a sequel because it was based in the 20s. But do we need to know more about that? Like, I know yeah. it made so much money, but do we need to know more about how the Wonder Wonder I... movie? It was really good. Fine. Okay, <laughs> what do you think about you, McGregor, being Black Mask? I honestly am a bit skeptical because I've never seen him as a villain before. He's always a good guy. He's you, McGregor. He's your he's your boy next door. Yeah. He's your he's on your bike. And I agree he's going with that. around the world. Why is he on your bike? He's, he's, on, he's on a bike. Yeah, he's going right. around and the world with Charlie Berman. As Cam said, he's he's got the high ground. He's always been the guy you trust to yeah. do the right thing. He's Obi Wan. Everything seems somewhat elusive. <laughs> <laughs> is that not a sketch on YouTube with elusive. the awkward silence? <laughs> oh no! He says to he says to Qui Gon, the negotiations were short. And then someone's edited this awkward silence between him and Qui-Gon that lasts two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Master, you must have a very high medicorine count. Oh, don't talk about medicorines. The virgin birth. <laughs> he has no father. Listen, I like Hugh McGregor. If he wants to play a villain, give him a chance, I think. Yeah, he played a he's great a, He's Frenchman. a proper actor. Well, he's not a proper actor, but he's a good actor. He'll be fine. No, I, mean, I think he might be a proper actor. <laughs> he's more than an actor than I am, but no, he'll be, he'll, be, he'll be good. He'll be good. Yeah, should be fine. For those who don't understand, Roy and I are relatively half-cut. It is five minutes past midnight, and we have been up for dinner tonight with our parents. We've had a lot to drink, and we have to talk about this movie that's coming up now. News point number two. Ridley Scott has announced Gladiator 2. We spoke about this at dinner. We did. Dad loved Gladiator. Everybody loved Gladiator. Everybody loved Gladiator. And if you don't love Gladiator, then you should love Gladiator. You're probably New Zealand. You're a Kiwi. Because Russell Crowe is Australian. He's Australian. That was the... Uh, the corner South Park. <laughs> no, it's the corner that. South Park fighting around the world. Um, <laughs> so, 
point number two, according to Deadline, Ridley Scott wants to direct a sequel to the script with Peter Craig, who co-wrote the final two Hunger Games films. Cool. And the upcoming Top Gun colon Maverick. Top Gun colon Maverick. Due to the original film's ending, Russell Crowe will not be back to scars Maximus Decimus Meridius. His Oscar-winning role, which won him an Oscar, according to the Oscar-winning role. I thought his name was Maximus Aurelius. His full name was Maximus Decimus Meridius. Instead, the new film will reportedly focus on Lucius, the son of Lucia, who was played by Connie Nielsen. I think that was uh, Caesar's sister. Right. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. This is... So it's going sister. back. It's going back. Well, we'll get we'll get a sequel to Gladiator Two, which no one ever wanted. I well, yeah, I wasn't no. expecting a Gladiator sequel. Gladiator was died. A, Gladiator was a flash <laughs> in the pan, brilliant <laughs> film. Spoiler, brilliant he got film. Stabbed. <laughs> Hans Zimmer did the score. Yeah, he did. Brilliant we, score. We saw that live. It we was did. Emotional. Well, that was a while ago, a year and a half ago. Maybe. Maybe my balls that. tingled. Yep. Yep. Yes, my mom. <laughs> Do you want to see a Ridley Scott Gladiator 2, Rory? I'll go see it. I don't mind. I think the first one was great. I, I'd like to see where they go, what the story is about, because as far as I know, Maximus is dead. Well, he is dead. He died at the end of that film. Yeah. Spoiler alert so for a film you should have seen in 1999. So my question is, what's it going to be about? So, yeah, I'm intrigued. The question is about, it's going to be about his stepsister's son. Do you know this, though? Yeah, I just read that in the in the in the synopsis i think it's a shame they there seems to be very little originality these days you know they're just coming out yeah. with remakes of this yeah such and such number two and you know such a great, amazing great standalone there Cam. Well, Cam, no Cam, you know what i mean look, but i'm looking at the news right now and i've got another four stories to follow and every story that follows is about a franchise that has come before it Honestly. This is true. Honestly, you're right. Yeah. You're hitting. You're hitting the nail you know on the head. I mean? there. It's like like such a great standalone movie like Gladiator. That's an absolute classic. Everybody's seen Gladiator. Love that movie. Everybody everyone loves ever, it. Everyone quotes it. Why bring See, out a number two? Maximus Decimus Aurelius. Everyone says Maximus that. Maximus Decimus Aurelius. Yeah. And I will have my vengeance. I am the Gladiator. This life or the next. And this life or the next. Everyone can quote that because it's a standalone flash in the pan, brilliant film. I don't think you need another Gladiator film. But we're getting one. We're going to get one. Whether <laughs> we like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, really, Scott. You, I mean, you're knocking 80. Just hang up your fucking I mean, if it's, if it's better than the last Alien movie, then I'll be happy. News story number three. Henry Cavill has finally been revealed as Geralt from the Witcher series. The Witcher. Have you, seen, have you seen the wee teaser Netflix produced? I've not seen the teaser, but I've had it described to me Cam, via podcast. Did you I ever see it? I saw the headline. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. Did you play The Witcher? Did I play The Witcher? Oh, you played it hard. That's all I did for... <laughs> whenever it came out, that's all I did for about three or four months. Oofed. Nobody saw me. We fell out <laughs> We <laughs> fell out briefly time. when Cam mentioned The Witcher and I said I never got into it. Yeah. Really? Who... That, Were you that into it? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, have you played it? You're, you're one of these people who I, I have met in passing that live by The Witcher. Like, love The Witcher. and yeah. know the lore off by heart. Just like, went out with a sword and, and started and attacking like, like squirrels. To, you'd, that, yeah. you'd, like, waste afternoons playing that fucking game yeah. in the background. What's it called? What's the card game called? Uh, Gwen. I never got into Gwen because I wasn't a Gwent. fucking nerd. I was too busy out killing monsters and stabbing folk. So, yeah. 
And then I picked up. What's the, what's the most recent Witcher three? Is that what it, yeah, Witcher three. Well, I right. picked up Witcher three through a friend, uh, Cookie Ross Cook. Shout out to Ross Cook. What up? He let me borrow his Witcher three, and I got as far as beating the first monster. What is that? That weird kind of thing that flies in the in the. Yeah, another. I can't remember the it's name. Like of a it, wolf but, cow. Yeah, weird thing. I got that far. <laughs> got a, really confused because you. <laughs> the, the combat made no sense to me. It was so right, difficult. that's fine, okay. It was fine. like playing Skyrim without the rules. Oh, okay, this is getting me wound up, okay. <laughs> no? Do you, not, do you not agree? <laughs> no, the combat was fantastic. And the game was fantastic. I thought the <laughs> only... about it was fantastic. The only so. difficulty I thought about it was... And I felt like this with God of War, but I feel like I got used to it and understood it more with God of War than I did with The Witcher, is you needed to figure out how to fight yeah, a specific monster, and really read up about it and figure it yeah, out. Yeah, that was my problem. That was and kind that, of the point. Is no, it? I know that was the point, but that frustrated me because I'd never played anything. Let like me that before. let me get back on track because Whereas, this, is, this isn't about the game. The yeah, game okay. the game is so big that it's been turned into a Netflix account. Yeah. Okay, you're getting a, you're getting a TV show, and Henry Cavill, Gross. Superman himself, has given up being Superman, and he's now Geralt of what's his name? Geralt of Geralt of Rivia. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I saw. Did you see the teaser? Because he walks towards the camera, yeah. you see him. He has no beard. To be fair, Geralt you can shave in the game. Yeah. You can give yourself different haircuts. Yeah, but whenever you see a, an image of Geralt in, in all the promo, whatever you see, a promo material, he's got a beard in the front cover. He's, he's, well, he's got growth on him. Well, he's got, he's well maybe man. he hadn't had time to go to the barber that day. People are kicking off by the fact that he looks great if only he had a beard. I heard that he just looks like Superman with long blonde hair. <laughs> White hair, he does. Yeah, I, I, kind of feel, I, I feel like Henry Cavill's a strange uh, It's a strange choice, for it. yeah, because yeah. he's so prominent now as Superman. This is, no, this is the thing. Henry, that, Ca- Henry Cavill's a, a, a renowned gamer. Like, he games often. No, I know, but people will know him as so, Superman. Right? He's a handsome laddie. He right. is. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to deny it. And he's really good in The Men From U.N.C.L.E. He's good in Mission Impossible. That's a great game, yeah. The Men From U.N.C.L.E., yeah. It's Love a, that. Love that movie. movie. Yeah, not, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aye, so he's really good. He's but great. I, 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 just possible, don't, yeah. I, I just don't know. I can't see him. As, I'm sure he'll do a great job. Well, yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. And he's going to TV now, which is the first time he's been in TV as far as I know. I think he sees the future as being subscription-wise. It's Netflix. Netflix. It's yeah. going to be Netflix, Amazon, all that kind of shit. Hulu. So he's given up his shit with DC being Superman because he knows it's a dying ship. Abandoned ship and going to Netflix. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to move on. Uh, news story number three. Cam, Rory, you'll love this. Will Smith. And Martin Lawrence have confirmed Bad Boys 3. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? When they come for you, bad boys, bad boys. Shit just got real. So, Will Smith... I like this fish. Will Smith, who's now an avid... Big fucking eyes, but a nice fucking fish. Rory. Will Smith, (laughs) and you'll you'll appreciate this. Will Smith, who's now an avid YouTuber. He is. On his YouTube channel this week, he released uh, a little video along with Martin Lawrence... That bad boy three is happening. You're about to say Freeman. Yeah, here's a Freeman. <laughs> Martin. Martin Freeman? You know? The Hobbit? <laughs> Hobbit? Uh, the little oh, Hobbit. Oh, yes, bad, uh, bad, bad boys that Will I Smith. I believe feature- the bad boys are coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith featuring Bilbo. Bilbo Bands. <laughs> I'm going on an adventure. I'm going on an adventure. <laughs> hey, Should, what the fuck? Shit just got real. No, uh, so Martin Lawrence is in it, and so is Will Smith. No one, and this film has been in the works for a while. Everyone was wanting a third. This is the one sequel that I've been wanting. It's funny, though, because we're like all, like, 60 now. So yeah, I know. Just like, <laughs> well, Will Smith is knocking 50, definitely. Totally. Yeah, he's an old, he's an old laddie. 
But people have been asking for this film for the last 20 years. They yeah. have, like, oh, since, yeah. like, the early I'm one of them. noughties. Yeah. So, oh, maybe. Or at least it's happening. It's happening. Is it done by Michael Bay again? Fuck, I really hope not, but probably. I really hope so. Because you want to get those helicopter shots where the camera's coming from below the characters and it's shooting up, and then a helicopter goes over them, and they're like, oh. Movies. <laughs> Will you watch Bad Boys 3? <laughs> no, here's a new question. Will you go to the cinema to watch Bad Boys 3? Absolutely. Yes. You better believe it. Really? We're going to go to Nando's. We're going to get some chicken. We're going to get some halloumi bites. <laughs> We're going to go to the cinema. It happens every time. <laughs> We're going to get some sugar. And then we're going to get I'm some not, juice. And then I'm not going to sleep at night. I'm <laughs> going to sit up and then I'm going to be tired the next day. It's going to be I'm going to be cranky. Uh, I mean, hashtag okay. It's an actual routine. Uh, hashtag, what is it people say now? Living my best life. Living my best life, hashtag. It's definitely not our best life. That's <laughs> no, it's not. Average to poorest life. We could... Right. Okay. News story number five. Have you added to the story, by the way, just so yes. I don't miss yours? I've added number eight, but it's come up as a one. Right. I see it. Okay. Uh, new story number five, Tom Hanks on the end of Toy Story 4. So Toy Story 4 is wrapped. Tom Hanks um, has right. come out on the Chris Evans show um, on BBC Chris Evans. The radio BBC show. Two, the radio show. And I said it was super, super emotional. So Tom Hanks has said that the ending of Toy Story 4 was so intense, he didn't want to face the crew while he recorded his lines. Jesus Speaking Christ. on... Sorry, carry on. Speaking on Chris Evans' breakfast show, Hanks recalled the final day of recording which also happened to be the end of the movie. And I quote, it was the first time that we were going to be recording the end of the movie and Toy Story 4 is going to have an impactful ending, he said. He couldn't look at the crowd. He couldn't look at the cast. He couldn't look at the crew. What are they trying to do to me? I know. Are they trying to just upset My me? My emotions. Like, like I said last time, Toy Story, the ending to Toy Story 3 was horrible. Yeah. I was greeting like a Wayne. Even after the incinerator scene, when Andy drops them off at the other kid's yeah. house. And that's yeah. so just long, like, partner line. Oh, Christ in heaven. Dude, that's just awful. I have, so long, I can't, I, can't, I can't predict what's going to happen in the end of this film, but I know exactly how it'll end. I can't. At one point, be crying in the car park. At one point, Buzz will say... Crying in the aisles like you were in the airplane. <laughs> at one point in this film, no, at the end of this film, this film will end this way, and I'll guarantee you, I'll put money in this. Woody will, uh, Buzz will turn to Woody, no matter what the situation is, and say, to infinity. And Woody will turn around and say, and beyond. And it'll cut to black. That is how that film's advertised will end. Are you going to put money on that? I'll put money on that. 100%. Podcast viewers, Jamie has put money on that is the ending of Toy Story. He's put a grand on it. <laughs> yeah, apparently. But we're not paying him. I, <laughs> I'm going to put my... I'm going to put... I'm going to put... One hundred pounds on it. One hundred pounds on it. One hundred pounds each. I want to split it between Rory and Cam. You're fifty put in. No. No. <laughs> in fact, no. Do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cam's in. Cam's got balls. You got balls, Rory. No. If Hush was here, he'd do it. But I'm not a betting man. Right, Cam, we go fifty-fifty on it. I 50 bet quid? you that Toy Story. I bet you that Toy Story Four will not end with Buzz saying to Infinity, and then Woody turning around and saying and beyond and it cut into black I bet you that's exactly quid. how I think it's going to end I bet you 50 quid it doesn't when does this come out uh, next year next year I've got okay, you, plenty of time to say you know, yeah, you're not, <laughs> you better keep going with the pod you're not involved in the we'll gamble Cam out. shake my hand oh, oh there's 50 quid there's 50 quid go on there you go it's a sweaty hand hands have been shaking you missed that, you missed that bet Rory Tom Hanks got really emotional over it Rory you should have played into that bet whatever I'm not a betting man Jamie okay new story number 6 I've got here Season 8 of Game of Thrones, is be uh, the beginning of that season has been revealed. Do you want to know what that is? It's not a spoiler. Has it got anything to do with medieval times? Right. 
Who here watched Game of Thrones? Hands up. Me and Jim. Rory. Our hands up. Cam, have you not watched Game of Thrones? I watched the first season. But that was back in the time of when what? I used to stream stuff off the internet and that. So I was watching it in like Croatian with like. This English is coming subtitles. from the guy that has been playing The Witcher. Oh, no, totally. And he's not watched Game of Thrones. Listen, listen. It was fine. It was fine. Right. <laughs> for our three listeners. First season was probably Rory. one of the best. As for well. our three listeners out there, the beginning of season eight begins this way, and it's a massive uh, nod to the beginning, the first episode of episode one of season one. So when it debuts, season eight will open at Winterfell and continue a number of references back to Thrones' as pilot. According to E.W., Daenerys and our army arrive to invoke memories of King Robert's Baratheon. Crazy. Um... Uh, return to the series in episode one with a thrilling intense in- intermingling of characters following some meetings for the first time at Winterfell others reuniting with characters they have messy, messy histories with so when Robert Baratheon's army arrives at Winterfell in the first episode this is supposed to echo how the, that episode rotated but it's not Robert's army it's Daenerys' army meeting John's family at Winterfell. John. Well, John and Sansa. Yeah, I thought you said Sean. John. 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 Yeah, but then they've also banged, so it's slightly different. Nice. Isn't that weird? It is weird, because they're technically brother and sister. And I don't... Spoilers. Want... Spoiler alert. Cam, get off Tinder. I can see it. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Swiping left. Come on, like, focus well, on... Well, I know you not watch Game of Thrones, but Jesus. I had to zone out, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why do you have to bring it up? Right, clearly we got to move on. Last point on my news list. Because we've got two more after that. I got two. Parts of the Caribbean are now rebooting. Ugh. Wait, Disney, before you. This ugh, is, this Disney have without de- Jay Depp. Disney have decided no more. We're going to reboot the franchise. And guess what? We're going to fire Johnny Depp. No more Captain Jack. They're going to do it. How about just write a fucking original screenplay? Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> you know what they did? They did that. <laughs> in, they did that in 2013. And the guy that wrote that was the guy that wrote Aladdin. And he never got paid for it properly. So he fucked off. Fair enough. It, but this just goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, it's just, sequels upon sequels. It's like they're all just sitting need. about, like, fucking bored as fuck. Just like, eh, fucking, will we make Pirates we'll of the Caribbean again? Aye, that'll do. Just, aye, yeah. stick that on. We'll it's that. like recently as well. Oh, there's the wee Halloween sequel that you were waiting for for 30 years or however long that last one came out. You know? You're we're right, rebooting this. We're rebooting that. We're rebooting Star Wars now. We're rebooting... Total Recall. Uh, yeah. You're right, but I think Pirates fell into a, prob- a problematic position where they made a lot of money very quickly. So Pirates were... Let's say they were on a 200 million pound budget. They were doubling, tripling their budget after every movie, which is why Johnny Depp got hired on to do so many movies so quickly, which is why he ended up being into uh, involved in so many con- controversies in the news recently. He was involved with some immigration scandal in Australia. He apparently slapped his wife recently and they got divorced. He's now lost a fucking ton of weight. He looks like an anorexic. And this is all on the back of the fact that his career skyrocketed and he couldn't deal with it. Because Johnny Depp was always that guy in the shadows that wanted to hang with Tim Burton and be creepy. And now he's not. He's a leading man. And he, he can't deal with that, that fame. Yeah, apparently he was getting his lines fed to him in the fourth... Pirates yeah, people 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 uh, um related him to Marlon Brando in Superman, where in that film famously Marlon Brando had his lines sellotaped into like props so he could read them because he wouldn't learn them. 
and Johnny Depp is the same. That's so funny. <laughs> it's like you're a professional actor. Yeah, Mar- Marlon Brando, one of the best no actors that, that ever much. lived. Johnny Depp was doing the same kind of thing. I mean, probably not to the same extent because Marlon Brando took the fuck piss. Yeah, but Johnny Depp was doing the same thing. The last part of maybe was like, no, I won't learn them. So they had. To I don't know if he wouldn't learn them. I just think he just. No, I think he's he just got, rocking out I, with Keith legit, Richards on yeah, an island took, somewhere. I, I legit think he took it too <laughs> far. I thought he was Keith Richards. Just climbing palm trees. Trying to get coconuts. <laughs> to ask, or answer this question: Will you go see a Pirates of the Caribbean reboot without him? Yes. <laughs> We're gonna get Nando's. <laughs> We're, gonna We're gonna get, get Nando's. sugar. Yeah. We'll go, we'll go I I love the movies, and I I loved as as much as the the four movies weren't amazing. The first two, I think, were great. Yeah. The first one's amazing. First one yeah, is the first amazing. one is a genuinely good movie. First one's amazing. But everyone after that, it, they're just kind of like slowly deteriorated. Movies. But even even if they bring out a fourth, I will still go and see this because I love pirates and I love that Caribbean history, that whole the part of the world, lure of everything. Sure. Yeah, I'm with you on that. My favorite Assassin's Creed game was Black Black, Black, Black. because of the whole pirate thing. You and so. I have been to Disney a couple of times as well, and we absolutely love parts of the, uh, the parts of Caribbean ride, which the whole thing's based on. Yeah, plus, that was cool. Plus, we might actually be related to Captain William Kidd. Well, let's say we are. A, who is a famous pirate? Kidd. What yeah, a Jack the Kidd. This is true. Okay, Rory, you've got two more stories. You want to I've got a couple them? I want to add These on. These are your new stories. On you go. So, uh, last weekend, it was Red Dead Redemption 2 Day. Yeah. Who knew yeah. I haven't walked into any fucking Today, living room recently, and no one's been playing Red Dead Redemption. Oh, no, wait. Everyone has everyone been playing, playing Red Dead Everyone has been playing Red Dead, but you. And when this podcast goes out, it is the, remember, remember, the 5th of November. Luckily, we're not doing... A themed episode about this day because fuck this day. Other than shout out, happy birthday, Pidge. I hope you had What's a wonderful day on the weekend. That's the fifth of November. What's wrong with the fifth of November? It's when you burn a man on the last guy, a, Fox, a, guy a, Fox. Guy Fox night. Yeah, I know, but like, why? Why is that bad night? No, it's not bad. We're just not doing a themed. Episode. We're not ah, doing right, a guy okay, Fox wait, themed night. We're not over. Anyway, we're not doing explosive themed now. movies or anything. Anyway, so Red Dead came out last weekend. It has been a week, and. It has now become a worldwide retail sales. <laughs> like, hold on, I'm not no, saying that's what right. What you're saying is basically it, it Red sold Dead has so sold $725 million in its first week. In its first week. That's outrageous. It's the price of two games. Which, in the first week, that's <laughs> worldwide. that's worldwide retail sales. Uh, which has made it the biggest opening weekend in the history of entertainment. Yes. Not just video games, not just movies, not just TV shows, not it's just It's the highest-selling entertainment, entertainment entity of all time. $725 million. And they've not even launched online yet, which I'm really looking forward Here, to if it's anything like GTA Rory, 5. This is, this is an interesting idea. My friends is, is need that, to get is PlayStation. That, is, that, is that the highest-selling product outside of Apple or within of Apple products? I couldn't tell you. Because I think it's up in the, it's but up I, in that league. I I, so, I definitely yeah, because um, GTA Five has sold over. It's sold billions, but that's yeah. over the space of five six years. Five years. This is years, almost yeah. a billion in a week. That's crazy. And it's first week seven. Those are some good numbers. And it's first week is positive seven hundred twenty five million. Seven hundred twenty five million. Pocket change. And what did Cam <laughs> contribute to that? 
30. 30. I got 20 quid off it for trade, <laughs> trading about 14 games in it. I bought it full price. I tried, no, to, I tried to trade <laughs> tried you know to what? Trade FIFA 15 in for it. I, I, th- I think what rock it cost, did you get? Sorry, Jay, but it cost They refused to trade it because it cost me a fiver and it still had the price sticker on it. I took it in the game. And I was like, can I trade that? The boy looked at me and it was like, this cost you a fiver the second time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, please. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, not, you know what I think Rockstar have done well? They have continuously made a product that has been, they've, they've offered the same product year on year, but it has always been an upgrade of what they would always offer. And they would always meet expectations and they would always explode expectations. And Red Dead, this Red Dead, Red Dead 2, has probably been in the works for the last 10 years. I remember when GTA 5 came out and how much that reevaluated everyone's interpretation of what a video game could be. And everyone said at that moment in time, imagine what Red Dead can do. Fast forward five years later, I'm talking five years later, Red Dead is doing that. But they only got there because GTA 3, Vice City, San Andreas, GTA 4, and then GTA 5 got there with it. Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption, the original, was sandwiched in between that. It was great, though. It was still a but great game. But everyone realized the way Rockstar were handling their video games, they were going to change the face of video games. Yeah. GTA 5 has made so much money that Red Dead Redemption 2 will only just do well. And people always have said, oh, studios, they churn out video games every two years, three years to make, to make a profit. Rockstar will say, hey, we've got one project. We'll bring it out when it's ready. If it takes five years, it'll take five years. That's a- and we're not worried about losing money in it because guess what? We will make that money back. However, but that's but that's a good. Well, I don't I don't mean to interrupt you, Rory, but like that's a in my opinion. And what a, the, what what yeah. do I know? I know fuck all. <laughs> but like in my opinion, that's a good thing because I loved the Assassin's Creed games when they first came out. Yeah, when they first I, came I out, played, another played one, garbage. I played one at yeah. a friend's house and I. I was just, it was amazing. So I got two, then I got Brotherhood. Yeah. And I was so into it. And that trilogy two, was incredible. Two, two and Brotherhood were unreal. Ubisoft cracked they gold with that un- at the beginning. Unreal games. And then Revelations came mm. out and it was hands down. And the this, worst. it was just, fu- and it was just awful. And it was over, I think, I think I did it and I completed it about a, day, about a day. And I, and it was just like, what? And that's it. And that's the story and you're done. And then every year there's a new Assassin's Creed coming yeah. out. There's no effort going However, into the game. Sure. And it's the same game. Yeah. Ubisoft, just in a different, you know. Ubisoft had said have said this now. Apparently, and this is all that I'm I've not played any of the new games recently, but Odyssey, which is the Spartan Assassin's Creed that's just come out. In based the Greek, the, one, sorry, yeah. the Greek one, not the not the Egyptian no, one. No, it's based based in ancient Greece. So the, the Egyptian one came out two, three years ago? No, last year. It was last year. Oh, it was no only way. last year. Holy crap. Yeah. So it came out last year, but they only released Odyssey this year. But Odyssey has apparently just tweaked and tightened yeah. all the screws that see when, people see, didn't like about see when, uh, the Egyptian one. See when AC2 and came they have out. just... Rory. People are loving Odyssey again like they've loved Ezio's That's story. It. See when AC2 came out, everyone thought Ezio reinvigorated the franchise and made... It was the pinnacle of what you could achieve with Assassin's Creed. Apparently Odyssey is now... Yeah, what they're achieving with this new generation. I'm going to get this when we finish Red Dead. Yeah, I will. I, I will get it too. Yeah, I think eventually. I remember. I remember playing three, which was the 
American was it Civil War? Civil War. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you played the Indian. Th- yeah, it was Connor. Connor. Yeah. And I thought like the weapon was cool, the little tomahawk you had and all that. You were kind ambidextrous. Of stuff. You could play with both hands. And you know the the whole going in trees thing was a really kind of cool, unique idea. Yeah. But I remember playing it and I completed it and all that kind of stuff. And I, I just remember when you were playing it, all it was, you started off somewhere, you watched a cutscene. Then you ran halfway across oh, the map. That's yeah. exactly what it was like. And then yes. you watched another cutscene. Yeah. Guess what, motherfucker? You run to the other side of the map and then you're just doing it again. You just did it again. You just did it again and again. Yeah. And all it was was like run, cutscene, run, cutscene. Every run, so often, scene. stab and, someone. And then you get to stab somebody and yeah. then it would just be a big fight. It was like, it was nothing like being in a. Yeah, but how much fun with the Tomahawks? The Tomahawk was really cool. Yeah. That's, but that's I, what I'm saying. I preferred Black Flag to that one. Black Flag. This is what I think about. Odyssey compared to the uh, Egyptian one is Black Flag tightened the screws from the American Indian one where they introduced the boat and they introduced the tree um, scaling and running around. The environment scaling. Yeah. So it was the same and, with the building. But it was more pirate based and I love pirates and James Kidd was in it. He was. And that's pretty We cool. had a wee family shout out. We found shout out to the kid family. Right, Rory, are you moving anyway, on? Anyway, moving on. Come on, we've got loads of news. We didn't realize we had so much news. Uh, this is going to be a quick news one. This is just for me and maybe Lloyd Jones, if you're listening. This Lloyd is going to be good. Buy yourself a Switch, Lloyd, because Grim Fandango is now on Switch, which means <laughs> I'm going to start playing Grim Fandango again, and I'm going to do it wherever I want because the Switch is portable and it's going to be just like the adverts. You heard this first, Lloyd. Move over to the Nintendo side. That's all I wanted to say. Moving on, right, okay. For the last week while, Rory and I have kind of discussed uh, different focuses and projects we can work on for the podcast. A lot of it will be revolving around movies or video games, but we have decided that there's a good scope for us, depending on what movies are out right now in the, in the, in the current sphere, or whether or not we should go back and look at movies that we should nostalgically have a critique of. So... Over the next week while, when we haven't got a movie to review, we will go back and have a look at spotlights on movies. Um, they're a bit of a nostalgic review. They could be a little bit of some banter over movies that we had a kind of uh, a, an important time with when we were kids growing up with. So we wanted to focus on maybe franchises, uh, specific movies that have had an impact on us as young adults, adults, yeah. kids that were growing up through those kind of generations. So to kick us off, we've decided to try and focus on a franchise that pretty important to our hearts, pretty important to Cam's heart. Cam and I spoke Hell about yeah. this yesterday. Two days ago, when did we? Every day. Every day. We spoke about this every day about, is this up? This It's in our top five, but is it in our top two? Of when, when, peop- when people ask me, I think, when people me. ask me, name me your top five films. Number one, this Back fo- to the no, Future. This falls in, yeah, Back to the Future's in there, but this falls into the same top five. Yeah, Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones. Indiana, Henry Jones. Now this episode, we've already gone <laughs> for about dog Indiana. We've already gone for about half an hour. We you go, are named after the dog. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> there, there's plenty of Sean Connery quotes that are going to happen in this in this podcast. But Junior, we, we could spend a lot of time talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark, or we could spend a brief time talking about all three films. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. If it goes on too long. We'll probably make it a two-parter. Next week, we'll probably just talk about the next other movie. The podcast is going is, is leaning more towards a very much uh, a nostalgic podcast movie review. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes. I would like to maybe spend a little bit more time focusing on each individual film. So we'll go into depth because I've written a lot of notes here. So Raiders of the Lost Ark Cam. Have you watched this film? 
Yes. What a I think I think you may have liked this film. You listen here. You listen okay. here. <laughs> when I used to... <laughs> you ever get comfort right now for a good old-fashioned story so I'm, I'm, around I'm down campfire. here. Come on, Parker. Comfy, I'm listening. My granny used to live in Portobello. Oh, she... Granny McDonald. Granny Easton. Oh, other okay. side. Okay. And uh, that's when my mum grew up. And every Sunday we'd come through to uh, Granny's house to see her. And I was young, right? So you know what it's like when you're young. You don't really understand family and all that kind of stuff. All you're interested is just having a class time. Yeah. Class, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously. So yeah, I, totally. I wanted to run around or watch videos. Yeah. The only video she had was a VHS <laughs> of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that That's movie. amazing. And every Sunday Ooh. for years, it was class. <laughs> Had a great time. Why? I'm I love gonna, it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this from a, a weird perspective because when Rory and I were kids, this was apparently Dad's favorite film. But we may have had all three of the Indiana Jones films on VHS. This is the only one I don't remember seeing often. I remember seeing Temple of Doom and Last Crusade more than I remember seeing Raiders. I don't know because. I, I think Raiders, I think Temple of Doom and Last Crusade have a lot more specific moments in it that stick in your head. I like think, yeah, the okay. guy, the Kali Ma guy, right, like no, holy no. shit, that guy terrified the crap out of me. I, I think one? you're making that point based on the fact that I think you and I had more exposure to those two films. Whereas I think looking back on it now, Raiders is way more iconic. For example, the opening scene. Yeah. The boulder, the the whole, yes. the whole the whole cave, Iconic. the whole the whole basically what was what Tomb Raider based itself Tomb Raider on Crash yeah. Bandicoot and all those the, well, that and all based that. itself on yeah. that, yeah, and then the Nazis, the fact that they were the the the, the primary the fucking antagonist, pesky Nazis. What God were they up to? Okay. I've got so, I got some notes for you. I'll, I'll, I'll jump off. We're talking. Let about me just Ra- say before you go into your notes. Yeah. Fun fact: Indiana Jones's Spanish sidekick at the start of the movie is Doctor Octopus in Spider Man Two. What was his name? Oh shit! So. Right? Do you remember his name? <laughs> Alfred? I don't care Alfred. about his name. Molino. Molino. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Right, Rory. Raiders of the Lost Ark, 1981, this film came out. It what was starring year. Harrison Ford, Hell Karen yeah. Allen, who played Marion, mm. Paul yeah. Freeman, who played Belloc. Shit, French. Ronald Lacey, who played uh, Tote, who was the um, uh, who's the Nazi officer, the Gestapo officer. And Jonathan Reese davis Yeah, Gimli. Big Welshman. Gimli himself, Salah. Co- uh, combining my two favorite franchises of all time. Lord of the Rings and Indy. Hell yeah. This film was directed <laughs> by Steven Spielberg. My uh, class. The story was written by him, the, the Lord himself, George Lucas. Class. The class. screenplay written by the best Star Wars screenplay writer, Lawrence Kasdan. OMG, I totally know who that is. And the score, guess what? The score was composed by John Williams. John Williams is the John man. John Williams is the man. Here's the synopsis. Do you hear that song as well? Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, it's 1936. Archaeologist and adventurer Indiana Jones is hired by the U.S. government to find the Ark of the Covenant before before Adolf Hitler's... Adolf Hitler's? Adolf Hitler's? (laughs) Adolf Hitler's Nazis can obtain its awesome powers. Those damn Nazis. Those damn damn Nazis. What are they up to? What are they they up to now this time? Genocide. Just his stealing. adventure <laughs> takes him to Nepal, where he be- he teams up with his mentor's daughter and former flame, Marion Ravenwood. Former <laughs> flame. <laughs> I wrote this. this so says? the IMDb like bios are so shit. I decided to rewrite on themselves. Um. So he he, be- he teams up with his former, former flame, Marion Ravenwood. Here, from there on, the two travel to Cairo, 
and they find the Ark of the Covenant is infiltrated by the Nazi burial site and Belloc. He's already beaten there. Yeah, but they're bloody... They're digging in the wrong area, From they? there, the two Idiots. travel to Cairo, and <laughs> with Salah, they try and compete with the Nazi war machine to find the Ark before them. Yep. Do they do it? Yep. Do they? Yep. Wait, you sure? Yeah. Case closed. Okay. Yeah, Let me just cool. say... Is this you done with your notes? No. No? Okay, carry on. I've got something for you that might For those that don't know what the Ark of the Covenant is, the Ark of the Covenant, also known as the Ark of Testimony, is a gold-covered wooden crate uh, with a leg covered in gold described by the Book of Exodus as containing the two stones of the of the Ten Commandments. Which definitely happened. Yes, yeah, real. <laughs> totally real. That's so the thing. Moses definitely came down <laughs> from up high and put the Ten Commandments in this little case and then the Jews carried it around and it also carried around spirits, and they burned her eyes out. Uh, what? Uh, yep. Yep. That's what happened. I never read the books, so I can't deny what you're saying. The books? Like, you never read the Bible? I said the book, yeah. <laughs> the good book. The good book, because it's good, and it's a book. <laughs> okay. The good book says it's good, so it must be good, because it's let's the good book. Please, Stop calling please it the let's good go book. <laughs> the topic of religion before this goes horribly wrong. Right, do you want to know a little bit of back and story about um, the whole concept about how Indiana Jones came to be? I have, like... It's, it's yeah. renowned for... So George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, who basically are responsible for this movie. George Lucas and Steven Spielberg took a holiday to Hawaii after Star Wars was filmed. Star Wars was so well, George Lucas was like, nope, go on a holiday, let's go. Steven, let's go. Couple, <laughs> Just couple, a couple of boys. Couple, couple of boys. Couple of boys doing some stuff in Hawaii. And George was like, hey, I really want to make a James Bond film. And Steven Spielberg was like, nah, that, that's, that's not your kind of film. I don't think you should do that. So Lucas told Spielberg, um, what should I do instead? People was like, archaeology, I think you should go, let's, let, let's make a homage to the serials from the 1930s. So the two of them came up with this idea for Indiana Jones. They, they hashed out over that holiday in Hawaii. They went back. They did some uh, writer hiring where they hired Lawrence Kasdan. Lawrence Kasdan then wrote the script after George Lucas penned like, the story. And Steven Spielberg was always down to direct. That's kind of how it came about. Is that why they chose Harrison as well? Because no, Harrison Ford was not the first choice. Was that Tom Selleck? Tom Selleck. Tom Mr. Mustache himself. himself. Imagine Big Richard from Friends just stoning about. Just oh, like, <laughs> Richard from just Friends. Just saving. I almost that. think that. Thing is, though, yeah, he, <laughs> like, because I certainly grown up, I don't know Tom Selleck <laughs> in anything other than, Friends. other than Friends. But see, when you see him in stuff back from, obviously, yeah. when he was in his prime. Three men and a little lady. He'd have been a good Indiana Adam Jones. P.I. He would have been a good Indiana really? Jones. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was an action but star. I do love my boy Harrison Ford. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. Well, I think this was the problem Steven Spielberg and George Lucas saw was they thought that, you know, the, the relationship between Scorsese and DiCaprio. Spielberg and Lucas were worried that they would have the same kind of relationship with Harrison Ford thinking that was a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. People now look at Scorsese and DiCaprio as that's, that's gold. Here's a bloody I will, movie. That's I will see that movie yeah. because these two sell a movie. Yeah. And they thought that was a bad thing when they thought about Harrison Ford. But no, that's not the I mean, case. It hadn't been done before, really. Well, no, Harrison Ford was off the back of Empire, so they'd done the two Star Wars yeah. films before they did uh, Raiders. Harrison Ford being very vocal that he does not like Star Wars. Harrison Ford, <laughs> well, Harrison Ford looks like he's not interested in anything he's doing while he's he doing loves it. Indiana Jones, though. But he loves Indy. He does love Indy. But he didn't realize that before he started doing Raiders. And I don't think Steven Spielberg or, or George Lucas thought he would take to it like a duck to water. But he did. So that's the genesis of the of the production of the film. I've, I kind of plotted a wee structure of conversation here. So the history of the production. Rory, give me your initial thoughts. Did you enjoy Raiders the first time you saw it? 
<laughs> honestly, I couldn't tell you how I felt the first time I saw it, but I know now that I've watched it a couple of days ago. Great movie, nonstop action, 80s choreography, which is slow. <laughs> what do you mean by 80s choreography? 80s fighting choreography. Tremendous. So, yeah. We're, pu- we're punching Very stylized, sound yeah. Like, yeah. Um, fun fact the sword scene when Indy shoots the man, he like brings his sword out and goes, <laughs> and Indy goes, oh, bang, you're dead. Yeah, do you know why he did that? Yeah, because you had the shits that day. Yeah, that was all improvised. Also, so that was never supposed to happen. Also, when we watched Harrison that... Harrison Ford just had the flu. When we watched that the other day, Cam turned to me and went, he's a lecturer and he just killed a man. <laughs> like, you think about <laughs> let's, that. Let's think about that. Let's think, right, whatever, you know... You're imagine, just on a, on imagine, a dig. <laughs> imagine Mr. Mr. Renton from high school, the headmaster, just went, <laughs> just went to Cairo... Renton. For a holiday, and someday shot somebody was just standing there and just shot him in the chest. Just like sort of wiggled a sword about, and he just pulled out a, a six shooter and just blasted him in the <laughs> chest. You just, and then just ran away. And, and all the townsfolk just went like, hey! "Hey, like what was the fuck?" <laughs> you no. did it. Yeah, <laughs> even <laughs> in 1936, that's a bit uh, questionable. I'll, I'll meet you. I'll meet you in two weeks here. This film is based on the 1930s serials that George Lucas and Steven Spielberg grew up with. On the other hand, this came out in 1981, where it was definitely not okay for someone to shoot someone in a Cairo market. But it was set in 1936. <laughs> it was set in 1931. Yeah, so it's fine. So I mean, you halfway yeah. somewhere. And also, I mean, on a third point, Harrison Ford had flu. And he, he couldn't sure. get out of that jam. He without, did not without, want to do the sword fight. He, he was in a jam. He needed, to get that, he needed to get out of there quickly. So Listen, shoot. But it, it, yeah, I mean, no, I'm, 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 I'm all for it. However, if it had transpired and it was a sword fight and then he'd cut his head off, same rule still applies. Yeah. Right, next cannot just go around murdering folks. <laughs> no. Can't do it. Next point. Like next it. point I got on here. It was directed by Steven Spielberg. It was produced by George Lucas and written by Lawrence Kasdan. The yes. score came from John Williams. Do you think those four puppeteers were the ones that had a huge impact on making this film the film that was? Totally. Why? Because I can't picture it without them. So before this, I mean, Steven Spielberg had done Jaws. That was his big film. He had Which also starred John Williams. John as Williams, the, exactly. John Williams John did the John score, Williams but he, the Spielberg hadn't done E.T. yet. He hadn't done... Uh, so it was also Encou- John Williams. Well, no, wasn't it? Was it E.T. E. was John Williams. Yeah, it was John Williams. Yeah, well, yeah it was John Williams. Uh, George Lucas had done Star Wars and, and Empire Strikes Back. He hadn't done much more. And Kasdan, Kasdan's big film was Empire. That yeah. was it. They all came together and made Raiders. Yeah, the and th- it shows. It's a good, it's a well-written movie. John it's John Williams. I mean, name name a, a soundtrack that he has written that isn't class. I'll tell you this. Roy, <laughs> Roy doesn't I, exist. Roy and I went to see John Williams live. The Royal Scottish Orchestra did John Williams live in Glasgow three or four years ago. When was that? Probably three years ago. Three years ago. And you don't understand it, but John Williams has done so many scores that are so iconic. He opened with Superman, which is great, and went straight into... Jurassic Park. Oh, I, I yes. honestly, I don't know if it was the experience of a live orchestra, but oh, the mum cries. Oh, the mum cry. Rory cried. Mum cried. Holy shit! I never felt like that it's before. Yeah. It was Jurassic Park that made everyone. Jurassic cry. Park's one of my favorite scores. Holy crap! Oh, unbelievable. It was I don't know if it's as good as Lord of the Rings, but that wasn't. So there were two acts in this in this in this show we saw, and the first act was closed out by Indiana Jones. Because it's so iconic. It is yeah. so, and it's, and, and it's, it's so not powerful, but it's like, everyone's just there pure, like, just standing up, just being like, yes, yes, go, time, now. It's one of the reasons why this film sits in 
in the same realm as Star Wars, is the same realm as probably the Dark Knight, probably the same realm as E.T. Probably Back to the Future as well. Back to the Future. Ironically, these films all have kind of ties into Steven Spielberg, apart from the Dark Knight. But Chris Nolan, I think, is today's Spielberg, if you look at it that way. Spielberg was the director of the 80s and 90s. I think Chris Nolan is the director of the noughties and the, and the 2010s, where we are right now. Chris Nolan. Nolan. Chris Nolan did The Prestige. He did The Dark Knight. He did Inception. He did uh, Dunkirk. He did... What's the film with the tattoos? The film with tattoos. The guy's got the tattoos. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, Fuck. Chris Nolan's a ledge, man. (laughs) Honestly. He's done many movies. Chris Chris Nolan is is my... uh, Our generation Spielberg. Honestly. Moving on. Character analysis. I've got Indy here. Harrison Ford. Obviously, Tom Selleck was supposed to be in with a mustache. Can you imagine Indy with a mustache? I just want to say, you spelled Indy wrong. You're not Gregor. Don't 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 bring no. this to the fucking podcast. I mean, his name Jesus is Indiana. Christ. His name is Indiana, but when you shorten it, it's a Y, not an I. Just saying. Right. Please don't correct this. Not frustrated because I've called him that throughout the the rest of the podcast. Indy. Belloc. What do you think of Belloc? He's a French Nazi. He's a French Nazi. He's an oxymoron. He loves vodka or whatever they were drinking in that tent. Here's the thing. What? How does Marion get beat so badly in a drinking competition? She doesn't. She wins. Are you joking? No. Mind, mind, no. This, mind the start of the movie when they're doing when she's going uh, shot for shot yeah, with that yeah. big, big, with that big, big brute, big, <laughs> that, that big brute, that, bear of a man. Yeah, and he absolutely goes back on himself. He, he looks super chuffed. Dies. He looks super chuffed that he did it. And yeah, then and then he dies, he dies yeah. and nobody really cares. And he's like, yeah. hey, money. And she's like, yeah, And she's won. like, hey, I'm amazing. And then... She's in the tent. And then she goes in the tent with Belloc and has a couple of sips. Well, See, you know, like sort of three quarters of a bottle. Yeah. And she's falling about the place. No, but in my opinion, I think she's bullshitting. I think she... See, because then, when she meets up with Indy later on, she was like, I was trying to escape. Meaning... Yeah. Maybe she was just acting. Maybe she that should have drunk. picked up the knife and launched it into the boy's eye. Because she did I'm pick saying. it up at one point. But yeah, then but she, then made she, it out. she just brandishes at him. Yeah, and then she turns I... around and gets that big, ugly, specky boy. I'm allowed to say specky because I wear specs. Right. right. Comes a specky prick. Right. Uh, hate crime. Anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're. we're... Belloc is. I'm just saying, I don't think Belloc could. He's a fun I bad guy. I don't think guy. he could go drink for drink with. My girl Marion. He's a All fun, right. yeah. No, he's a he's a fun bad guy. He seems like he's slightly better at archaeology than Indiana Jones. Oh no, I think he's or a, worse. Belloc, Belloc comes across as, is a, he as a traditional. This is the problem with um, Indiana Jones. When you look at the way he's presented, George Lucas wanted to make a James Bond film. He wanted to make a man of mystery. He wanted to make a man of two worlds. So Indiana Jones has this double life. He's a lecturer by day. He's an adventurer by night. Belloc people. is this on villain where he's just 100% invested in what he's doing with the Nazis. Again, something you have taken that I will retrieve. It belongs Mr. in Jones. a museum. Never right, really. moving on. Tote, Mr. Gestapo. Oh, you missed. The man who you is... You missed a couple. Who have I missed? Mar- Marcus Brody. Marcus. Marcus. Ah. Mr. Brody. Marcus I'm sorry, Marcus Brody. So Marcus is um, a wee lecturer at the university. Being down by the way, this is, a, this is a hypothetical, uh, not a hypothetical, this is a fictitious university that Indiana Jones teaches at. It's not Berkeley, but I think it's it's kind of based on Berkeley. It's in the north of California. Cal right Berkeley, about, man. Run about right. San Francisco area. 
They hear you, dude. Marcus Brody seems to be like the head of department for archaeology or history. And Indy kind of reports into him. Marcus looks a little bit kind of like he is jealous of Indy's adventures. Can't quite keep up with Indy. Indy's got a bit of a sex appeal. The girls are writing, I love you on their eyes while Indy's bringing in some artifacts. Marcus is sat at the door eating apples. He's like, oh, I wish it was you. Marcus is the cute sidekick. He's the comic relief almost, you know? He's like... But he's he's also... When the when the U.S. government show up in this film, he's also the one that can give them the information they need. The Ark of the Covenant is, and he tells them what it is. Yeah, he's he's like he's like the sidekick that you know, he's like a useful sidekick. He's well, not just like a. He's an old sidekick. Uh, I think he was mates with his dad, was he not? That you find out he was mates with season. Henry Jones Jr. Yeah, definitely. No, Henry, Henry Jones, Jones. Jr. Henry Jones Jr. Junior. Junior. Henry Jones. Hey, we're not th- we're not we're not there yet. We'll right. get there. We'll get. We'll make we might a big have to do that this. in episode two of this pod. <laughs> Marcus, um, he's a Marcus. good. What he is, he is the information to Indiana Jones's actions. So when they bring up the Ark of the Covenant, and Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones knows what this is. Marcus is the, the footnotes to it. It's like, yeah, if you want to know what this is, oh, yeah. he'll tell you what it is. But I've got the the extra information, and he will always be the library that backs up Indiana Jones's knowledge. He's a good character. He's a support for him always. But once Indiana Jones is off on his adventures, Marcus is left to the classroom. He's gone. In the first film. At least he doesn't go around shooting people. No. No. He didn't shoot one person with three bullets. No, he wasn't a vacated. He didn't shoot three people with one bullet. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good scene. (laughs) Right. So, my favorite part about Marcus Brody, and this isn't in this movie, but it's in the other movie, his little handshake with Henry Jones. What's the rhyme? Senior. (laughs) I've got the rhyme up here. (laughs) <laughs> so so uh, Sean Connery flaps his arms and tugs his ears while saying genius of restoration and then Marcus goes aid our own resuscitation <laughs> which apparently Rory, that's is, the wrong is, an ex- film. is an exchanged handshake for the University of Manhattan students who in Christ's name <laughs> made that up <laughs> Rory, that, you're also wait. You're two films ahead of where we are right now. I know, but I love Marcus Brody because of his relationship with Henry Jones Senior. Right, I'm I'm moving on to Marion. What do you think of Marion as a love interest, she's as a psychic? Fit. She's fit. She's sassy, and she can do what she wants. She she's don't a need no strong, man. independent woman. She's a badass. She's, she's a badass. A, she's an absolute badass. She's a badass. And she, she can she drink can fucking any man under the table. When Indy meets her, she's running a bar in Nepal on her own. When you look at that video, uh, when that opening scene, she's the only woman in that fucking scene. She's drinking whiskey with the boys, and she's the last she one kicks standing. Ass. And it's like and a good, a good sort of female fucking. Not just she's not just a maiden in distress. She exactly. Kicks ass. It's and when you think on the on the back of George Lucas putting a female character first and making Princess Leia one of the strongest female characters in, in cinema history, the next female he he writes is Marion. And Marion owns a bar. She can hold her own while she's drunk. She ends up holding her own with Indy. And the only reason she gets kidnapped by the Nazis is because she's small and tries to hide in a basket. It's not what I would hide. No, no it's not what I would then hide. Then that too. damn monkey. Oh, oh that hit, monkey. Look I'm monkey. so glad he ate that date. Oh, yeah, he died. Yeah, he did. And then, so, they, then they got the monkey brains in the next I'll, movie. I'll get, yeah, yeah, well, I'll, get, I'll get into the monkey brains in the next one because <laughs> the next one was, was full of controversy because it was full of racism and... Everyone hated Willie because Willie was like a damsel in distress compared to Marion, who was strong Bad as fuck. Badass. Well, I can't wait to talk about Elsa. Oh, oh Elsa. I loved her. Elsa Schneider. She was oh, definitely of, not an evil Nazi, even though my name is Elsa Schneider. She's a Nazi. 
She's well watching her sleep. She talks in her she sleep. She talks in her sleep. Okay, the last, the last one I got here is Salah. Shago. Salah, who is Jonathan Reese davis This is his first film, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Really? Yep. First film. Wow. Yeah, he was fine. He's good. Well, it was yeah. great. Good side character. This guy in Gimli, which put him on the fucking map. Yes. Uh, I think he was... I think he was... I will not... I will not journey with the legs of an elf. <laughs> or whatever Should he I says. you a box? Anyway, right. But now we're really... <laughs> now we're crossing movies. Um, right. Okay, we're talking, we're talking about Raiders. Let's talk about the best scenes of the film. The film opens in Peru, and it has one of the best, almost, I mean, I would describe it as one of the best opening scenes to any film ever. Agreed. No one, no, when you see this film for the first time, you don't know who Indiana Jones is. You it's, know what? It's film, about five or six minutes into the movie before you actually see Harrison Ford's face. And he whips Which I was guy. surprised about. He whips the guy, doesn't he? Yeah, the guy pulls a gun on him, and he hears, like, the, the cock of the, the trigger. The Which, trigger. why anybody... Pulls the hammer. Yeah, you don't need to. Before you shoot, it's just bizarre. But hey. And he turns around and he whips this guy, and then Dr. Octopus is like, oh. And then you <laughs> see Harrison Alfred. Ford's face. And he whips him, and then all of a sudden you see Indiana Jones appear from like the, the smoke and the dust. And he's got the fedora, he's got the kind of he's classic leather jacket. Serial leather jacket. He's he's looking like he's taking it seriously. He's whipping back. He and is forth. what men want to be, and he's what women want to date. Like that's that's how my mum and dad put it. Like dad loved Indiana Jones. Mum was like, oh, I'd love to be Indiana Jones. Yeah, I would happily be Indiana Jones. Yeah, totally. He shows up, but then you see the best opening scene to any film ever. He he literally raids a tomb. He he goes in in Peru. He jumps in. He finds an idol. He steals it. He's chased well, by a boulder. He shows you all the traps until he gets to the put, idol as well. Put too much sand in that bag, though. I tell yeah. you, the, opening, the opening of this film is one of the most dramatic and best openings to any film ever. You can't, you yeah. can't disagree. Yeah. And Rory, when you and I used to go to Disney quite often when we were kids, Disney World, Walt MG, Disney World, MGM, MGM Studios, which is now called what? Hollywood Studios? Hollywood, Hollywood Studios, right. This was my favorite park and Dad's favorite park and Dad's favorite ride slash show was the Indiana Probably Jones Probably mine show. as well. Oh, I remember the Indiana Jones The Indiana show. Jones show, yeah. stunt show. Oh, that was brilliant. Yeah. Because maybe we went to MGM and the only thing I could remember was Rock and Roller Coaster. I was like, what the hell? No, it was Indiana Jones. You could yeah. get a fedora afterwards and the fedora would always be way too big for your head. I don't remember that part. But oh, no, I remember it was in the it was in the uh, the store like the gift shop. Afterwards. I remember loads of stunts in that. I remember, I remember that. Yeah, there were certain parts of the stunt show they show you. They show you the the boulder run at the beginning, which was always iconic. I think that can's empty. <laughs> yep, that can's empty. <laughs> They'd also show you the fight in Cairo where Marion gets killed. They would also show you the fight where Indy fights the guy in front of the propeller the airplane, plane. The and Nazi the guy then gets the fucking chopped up by the propeller. <laughs> Nazis dying Schnell. by a propeller. Schnell. Quick. Right, other scenes that are <laughs> noteworthy. So Nepal, we've talked about Nepal, but they yeah. had the fight with the Nazis. The shoot scene, uh, Cairo. They obviously go to Cairo. So the dig. So during the story, yeah, it takes well it scene. takes Indiana Jones and Marion to Cairo, and they start digging in the desert. Well, you say that it takes Indiana Jones and Salah to Cairo because they think she's dead because she blew up in a van. That's true. Big plot point also, Marion is the one that gives them um, the information as to where the well of the souls is. The well of the souls is where the Ark is, is hidden. Said to be hidden. And in a secret map room, they are given information to build a stick that can show them where the Ark is it's hidden. That's yeah. what it is. And the Nazis, the Nazis famously, have bloody famously made the stick wrong. in your best Welsh accent, they're digging in the wrong place. 
They're digging in the wrong place, Cindy. <laughs> Fun fact, movie fact, sorry. Fun movie fact. See, when Indy falls into the Well of Souls, yeah. and that cobra oh, comes yeah. up, mm. and it, it it's always... Real. It's, it's real. Not, it's so real, but... There's glass in between them, and you can see the glass. Can you? Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you look closely, you can see this. It's, we spotted that the other day. Yeah, it's... it's uh, it's not like smudge marks or anything like that, but you can you can see like the light refracting off the glass. Can I can I in can I, the, I love the that. Him. I want to talk about this loads more. I'm going to put my hand up. Say, we'll be at this for an hour. This the, this whole episode should be in Raiders. Okay, so Just from Raiders. now, the next couple. Of, yeah, this 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 part is going to be about Raiders. It's not going to all be Raiders. All right, I'm going to I'm going to go full on Raiders. Right, okay. let's go. Glass trivia, trivia. Now we're staying on this. We're going scene by scene here, so. Then the Well of the Souls. Well, know some more facts about the Well of the Souls. It's covered in snakes. Why does it have to be covered in snakes? Why? So Why does in, it have to be so Indiana Jones, I mean, he needs every hero needs uh, a foil. Indy's big foil of snakes. Yeah. That's given up in the that's first... That's my pet Reggie. Yeah, that's, the, that's with Reggie. That's given up in the first scene where he gets in the plane with Reggie, the snake, who's his pal. He's flying him back from Peru, and he's got a python in the passenger seat. Great one-liner. Show a little backbone. Classic. Classic. Snakes don't have no backbone. Great writing. Class. <laughs> Harking back to your scene though in the Well of the Souls, freeze frame during the Well of the Souls scene, you can notice a golden pillar with a tiny engraving of R2-D2 and C-3PO in the background. C-3PO? C-3PO. Uh, they're also in the wall behind Indy when they first appear in the arc. So when they first land in the Well of Souls, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg obviously harkening back to Star Wars. their Star Wars roots. You can see C-3PO, the outline in, in the hieroglyphics, C-3PO and R2-D2. Which proves that Star Wars actually happened here on Earth. Yeah. A long time ago, far, far away. C-3PO was part of the Hebrews. Fact. Fact. Great. <laughs> what an annoying droid. Would you like to know another fact about Indy? Go for it. Do you think Indy was a bit of a womanizer? Oh, yeah. Why? Because in the other movies... He slept with the whole three women. Yeah, he slept with all three women in all the three movies. Let me ask you this. See when Marcus Brody comes to visit him at home to say, you got the job. What's he wearing? It's Indy wearing. Yeah. A robe. Yep. Why is that? Because he just did it. <laughs> with a woman. Yes, Rory. You've nailed that in the head. When Brody goes to Indy's house to discuss the mission, Jones is dressed in a way that he is because he is entertaining a young woman in his bedroom. <laughs> Dot, dot, dot. Uh, hold on. The original hold script... On. Cam, wait. The original script planned to show her, uh, to show this young woman before her uh, in the next scene to give Indy a more wildly persona like James Bond. Dot, dot, dot. However, he appeared... Uh, 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 her appearance was cut as Steven Spielberg thought um, he didn't want to see Indy as too much of a playboy. Nice. So yeah, so when Marcus Bruce was up, I prefer him to be an, an elusive playboy. I thought he was a massive playboy. I think he is, but you don't have. You any know, he is a playboy. I, nah, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I thought he was. So but there was no in, like Sean Connery was uh, as a big. Sexy, he was like slap your. Yeah, big horrible. Sean Connery is born was a was a Lothario. He was so bad. You should put some clothes on. He was a dragon. You know, the Indiana Jones. He was more like yeah. He was yeah. I mean, listen. This goes back to the conversation we had about Henry Cavill. Hey. Harrison Ford is a handsome laddie. He's hey. a handsome laddie. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? So, but he's 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 so he just loves digging. He loves like <laughs> into bones pussy. And, Jesus. 
Jesus <laughs> Christ. I might throw it up for Rory. You know what? Never mind. I might throw it up for Spielberg films, it. Rory. I said it. I might throw it for Spielberg films were the set pieces. <laughs> now, following The Well of the Souls, you had the, obviously the fight between Indy and the Nazi man where he gets... The Nazi man! Nazi man! Where he gets chopped up, chopped up by the, the propeller. But then following that, where the Nazis take the Ark of the Covenant, you get Indy following the Ark through the desert on the horse, chasing the cars. Yeah. Big set pieces. So yeah. Spielberg put a lot of focus on the action of the script on the set pieces. Did you like the set pieces? Yeah, it's great. Good good action? Yeah. Him when falling he, off cars. he jumps into the... He goes onto the van. He kicks out the passenger. He kicks out the driver after a big brawl. Mm. And then all the guys in the back decide, oh, we're not having this. He also gets, so shot, they all, they he also gets shot on the shoulder during this, I think. He and does. he just fucking waves it off. He doesn't exactly <laughs> wave it off. Because he, he kind of loses a little bit after that. He gets shot. Does then he? the guy kicks him in the face and they have a bit of a brawl. He gets chucked out of the window mm. and then he has to whip the the car. He goes underneath this van, pulls himself back up the back of the van. All possible. All all very possible. With, with a bullet hole in his shoulder. With a bullet hole in his shoulder. Comes back around the van and then has another brawl with the same guy and then does the same move. And all of a sudden, John him, Williams kicks in and, and he's throws oh him, man. Throws funniest, him out the, the window and he it, gets though. run over. The funniest part about it, though, is when Indiana Jones manages to take over that personnel carrier, right, which is literally made out of fucking canvas. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got about nine Nazis yeah. sitting in the back. Yeah. And they notice Indiana Jones is driving, so they're like, right, fuck, we, be- we better stop him. Right, right. How are we, right, right, we, we going to stop him, right? We've all got MP40s <laughs> and it's made of canvas. Let's climb we, we could shoot right into the cabin and just blast his face off. But what we'll do is we'll climb outside <laughs> on a truck that's just moving at like 50 miles an hour yeah. and we'll pull him out. Aye, that, that, that'll do that. Great we'll idea. do that. We'll do that. They all die. Yes. Yeah, they all die. <laughs> I mean, great scene. Uh, that, I mean, that, that's <laughs> tremendous. Ul- that, that is ultimate Shakespeare, and uh, not Shakespeare. Uh, Spiel- Spielberg. Spielberg writing. Spielberg Classic writing. Shakespeare. It's just, it's just <laughs> Nazi tactics. Pesky, pesky Nazi What I've got after this is the submarine scene and the secret Nazi island. Oh yeah, when he put he he punches the man, steals his his uniform. Turns out Harrison Ford is too buff for this. Too uniform. buff. This uniform's too small. Let me just steal this rocket launcher and I'll hold you all hostage. Yeah. But then the other guy goes, oh, your shit's too small. Belloc. Put on better shit. So he beats up that guy. Did you know in that scene? Clothes. See when you walk, where you go back and watch the scene where Belloc was like gross. trying to confront him. He eats the fly. Yeah, the fly. He eats the fly. You're yeah. right. Have you yeah. seen that, that scene? You know that's not what happens. So in the, original, in the original scene, a fly lands on his face, yeah? Yeah. Spielberg hated this guy so much to get that place Belloc. He was like, no, he see, apparently in one, of the, in one of the frames, the fly flies off of his face. Spielberg basically basically took out the the frame that showed the fly flying off his face, so it looked like the fly crawled into his mouth and he ate it because he hated the guy so much he wanted him to look so evil. He hated the actor. That he would eat, yeah, they would eat the fly. Well, well, that's, well, that's rough. Sp- like Spielberg other. was a mental case. Like I won't get into it yet, but see in the next two films, yeah, Spielberg is mental. Like he manipulates everyone around him to get his own way. In the next two films. I'll give you an overview. In the next two films, he gets a wipe out of it. He disregards and and 
disrespects George Lucas. He makes millions. He gets enough. He basically steals a story for E.T. And that's where Indy 4 came from. Ugh. That's all Spielberg. That's all that's all Spielberg. That's all Spielberg. Anyway, Spielberg, when he was directing, he was like, yeah, I'm going to fuck this guy over. I'm going to make him look like a dick. Also, but to to give him credit, also, when this film ends, so before this film ends, there was no such thing as a PG-13. So you had your PG, you had your R rating. And in the UK, that was PG to 15. There was no uh, 12, 12, 12 or... Don't think, at that point, there was no we 12 a, and there was no oh, 12A. We had a 12, but then 12A so came about in with So in the Spider-Man. States in 1981, what you had was your PG-13, no, your PG and your R rating. PG-13 didn't exist, which is our equivalent of 12 or 12A. So after this film was released, it was almost given an R rating because of all the faces melting at the end. Great scene. Class. Which is a classic. I actually watched a documentary uh, with that um, effects guy on how they actually made that happen, which is a series of colored gelatin that they melted. Yeah, and then put it, they put them underwater, and then, didn't they? And then put it, uh, like, like fast-forwarded so, the frame. Yeah, so basically right. to avoid it looking too gory, the... <laughs> English, super, words. Yeah, so, so to avoid looking too gory, they superimposed flames over the front of it. So you couldn't see all the gore. And at the end of the film, when the pr- production was released and it was given a PG rating, Spewer went to the... What's the board that looks after the, the ratings, whatever the... Yeah, the ratings board. The ratings board? Is that what they're called? I have no idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> he went to the ratings board and said, hey, we need a new rating. Like, this isn't a PG, th- a PG. This isn't an R rating. It's somewhere in between. And he's like, I needed this for Jaws. You didn't give it to me. I needed this for this. You didn't give it to me. What can I get? And they're like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll give you something. Spearbark had such a swinging dick at the time. They gave him a PG-13. They, they created the PG-13 rating. And Big fir- old swinging dick. And the first film to get swinging. a PG-13 rating, Rory, was Red Dawn. Cool. I don't recognize you know that. You know the story of the, na- of the Soviets invading America and the kids saving the day? No. That's Red Dawn. Cool. <laughs> Cam was going to say something and gave up. Dropped the mic. I was thinking of, I think it's the hunt for Red October. I was thinking Wrong Red film. Dead Redemption. A lot of red things. <laughs> the World of Souls sequence was filmed on the set of the Overlook Hotel on The Shining. Did you know that? No. That was uh, in London's uh, Pinewood Studios. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. What else have we got? I've got a big one for I you. I was early shift today. If you want this. What's your big one? Are you done with your trivia? Sure. Is this all the trivia you have? Yeah. Are we good to... We're, we're kind of... We're good. We're a good yeah. length into this pod. So, here's, here's a plot twist for you. Here's a... Bombshell. Boom! Bombshell! This movie, and Indiana Jones within this movie, is irrelevant. What do you mean? So, let me elaborate. By all means. Indiana Jones is instructed by the FBI or the government to stop the Nazis from getting the Ark of the Covenant. Are you a top man? Top Man. Top man. So, Indy goes, he finds out, oh, Nazis are digging in the wrong place. I found the right place. And I've got the wee locket thing. Because my girlfriend's got it. Mm-hmm. He finds the right place to dig. That's he true. digs there. He the does. Nazis find him digging there. He does. They get the covenant. They take it to the place. They open it. They die. They do. Right? Mm-hmm. If Indiana Jones did not intervene in any way, Sweet Indy. the Nazis would still find the ark 
They would still go oh, over. You're talking about still the theory. Open it, yeah, you're talking about they the would about, all die. You're talking about the theory about he didn't. Have He's to irrelevant. Do, in yeah, this he movie. didn't have to. He didn't have to be. Yeah, he didn't have to contribute anything to the plot, and the same thing would have happened. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but this then would have ever been investigated by top, top <laughs> men, top men. That's no, right. That's right. This is the thing. Would it have ever been noted or <laughs> investigated <laughs> by <laughs> top men? No. Would the U.S. have the uh, the Ark of the Covenant at this point? Well, they probably would eventually. If we watch Kingdom of the it. Crystal Skull, which is a movie we don't exist or won't acknowledge exists, would we see that little cameo at the beginning where you see the Ark of the Covenant? That's irrelevant because this is about the first movie. Yeah, irrelevant. I don't even know what and movie that movie does not exist. Movie? Nope. It's a terrible movie. Anyway, yeah, if any other Jones didn't turn up, they still would have found the Ark and they would have all died. Rory, what time are we into this podcast, by the way? Are we are about an hour and 12 minutes in. I'm going to call it. Should I call it? We can call it there. Because this this was a... We a hope to- you enjoyed that topic. Well, no, this is a topic I feel like we, we could have made last either one film long or a whole series long. We're so not I think gonna we're gonna aim to not make it as long as I, the film. I think we <laughs> you know, I think we should make this a spotlight on just watch each, the film. each film and I would like to go back and revisit yeah. Indiana Jones. We'll go not next week because we've got Gregor on next week again. Gregor's on next week. Gregor's back. We'll go back to Indiana Jones uh, when the weeks we we can fill and we'll we'll spotlight on the trilogy. For sure. Um we hope you enjoyed up till now a little somewhat kind of erratic view of our interpretation of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Kind of all over the good. place. I enjoyed it. It's a great movie. It is a good movie. Cam, did Cam would say, Cam might say, it's class. It's class. It's a class, but it is class though. <laughs> it is. We've all, we've all been really relatively inebriated the entire episode as well. Like I've had a lot to drink tonight, which is why we're, we're all, all over the place. I, I was early shift today, so I've been yeah. up since five. And you've been gaming so. like a loon. And I've been gaming like a loon, and it was a hard slog of a day, so... I'm a bit, you know, that kind of tired, tired way, and I've Where had a couple I? of drinks as well. well so, yeah. For roughly the last hour and a half, boys and girls, you've been listening to Kettlehood, the podcast where we talk movies, TV shows, video games, and stories we want to talk about about our lives. You're welcome to forget those stories in the next hour of your lives. Don't bother us. However, if you liked the last episode, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We post every Monday morning at 8 a.m., just in time for your morning commute. Uh, Rory, where can you get you on, spo- on social media? You can get me on Instagram and Twitter at Rory Kid, R-U-A-R-I-D-H-K-I-D-D. Uh, Cam, can you get you on the streets of Edinburgh? Uh, yeah, but don't approach me because that means I'll have to do work, so don't do that. Excellent. Don't commit any crimes. Can you get me on Instagram, Jamie the Kid, Spotify, Poncho Jock, and... Spotify? Not Spotify, what do you call Twitter. it? Twitter. I'm so tired. What time you is it You can also right tweet the pod at Kiddlehood. I'm looking at the time. Rory, it's... 12 minutes past one in the morning. Yes, it is. Pretty tired. Let us finish this then. Guys, I promise you Temple of Doom will be a higher caliber than this. Gallimar. Sorry, I'm sorry. We didn't give... Yeah, Gallimard. Gallimard. Like, we will give that the time of day. I'm really tired. To be continued, indeed. We'll yeah. go and collect the hot stones. This is a to be continued. And if Roy doesn't end this episode with uh, an outro to Indiana Jones, John Williams... I don't know. We might get done. I'm going to be really disappointed. But Roy... Imagine you imagine you're ending this podcast at Indiana Jones now. Three, two, one. Henry Jones. Indiana. Henry Jones. Indiana. Henry Jones. He's an archaeologist digging up stuff. Goodbye.